Hello guys, welcome to the podcast. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. So I have not released a podcast episode all of February. It's been a minute since we last talked. And the reason being is because there was so much happening within my life in February that required my full attention and energy. And I just was not able to show up fully to this podcast and give you guys an entire episode. This podcast to me is like a portal of light. And when I'm just in so many situations all at once, I just cannot deliver at my best. So I took February to replenish myself and focus in on myself. And yeah, so number one, I end up moving out of my roommates, um, out of the roommate situation. Reason being is because honestly, it was just a very overstimulating and frustrating situation to live in. And knowing me, I'm a one-on-one creator and also a podcaster. And when you have your own life going and you're having to live in a space where other people have their own lives going as well, it can be really frustrating to focus in on your stuff and your craft and deliver at its best. I know for one thing, I'll be in the kitchen or in a living room and I'll be doing my morning routine, wanting to have a quiet morning. And then you have one roommate who is slamming doors or blasting music or I'm in my bedroom, I'm asleep and it's morning time and then you have one roommate slamming the door, the front door as she walks out, slamming microwaves and honestly it became really, really frustrating and I know I'll be podcasting, trying to deliver an episode and then you just have one roommate who is stump- who is thumping loudly throughout the house and I just it became very overwhelming. And so I knew, okay, I need to get my own studio apartment because my soul and my spirit wants silence. I really want peace. I want a space that is all mine where I can just comfortably do my day-to-day things and not have to worry about being disturbed. And this podcast episode where I talk about peace is kind of relating to that where my spirit really just craves silence and my spirit really craves not being disturbed and when I was living with roommates it was very overstimulating and so I was just like okay I need to move out I need to get my own place and so that's what I did and so I spent February just packing my things um getting my stuff together ordering supplies ordering you know my decor and everything came in and I'm so excited to finally be settled in the view outside is spectacular if you want to go see it I did post it on my social medias the view outside is just so so beautiful I have the view of the hills and the trees and during springtime it's gonna look so pretty seeing all the flowers on the trees grown I can already see some of it now and then I have a view of all the cars driving like it's just so so beautiful and I have my candles I have my humidifier I have my plants decorated throughout my studio apartment my couch my tv and last night I made some pot roast to celebrate and then had some tea and so I'm really 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 happy my voice just cracked (laughs) I'm really really happy and really content and I know that this is such a huge period in my life because my entire life I've always shared my space with somebody I live with my mom and then traveling I room with 
roommates as well and then after I left my mom's house I went and got roommates and so my entire life up to this point I always shared my space with somebody and somewhere in between it just became frustrating because I want my own space. I want to be able to just be in my own little world without anybody um, disturbing that or feeling obligated to share it. And so now I have just this home to myself. I am 20 years old and have an entire home to myself for the very, very, very first time in my life. And as you guys know, it's a dream of mine to eventually get married and also have a partner who I can live with. And so having this period where I am completely on my own is such a beautiful thing. I will never forget this chapter of my life. It's already my favorite where I am now completely independent. I am now completely self-sufficient. Everything is now on me. Like living with roommates, yes, I was sufficient in that. But when you live with roommates, you get to share your stuff. If I run out of, you know, toilet paper, I can just ask my roommates, hey, do you guys have toilet paper? Or if I run out run out of seasonings, I can just, you know, hey, do you guys have this or that? But now it's like, okay, you are completely on your own. You are now self-sufficient. This is a full circle moment in my sovereignty which I talk about a lot within my podcast, sovereignty and us as women going towards independence, especially as young women. So this is a very full circle moment. After my solo trip to Hawaii in January, I feel like the dots are connecting. My solo trip was that, okay, I have been literally across the world by myself and now March and I'm living completely by myself. And so I feel in gratitude. I feel almost emotional because there has been so many times in my life where I thought I would never get to a place where I'll be self-sufficient and independent. And I'm really proving to myself that I can rely on myself. I can self-trust and those lessons have been coming up for me, self-trust, learning how to self-rely. And now I feel so comfortable setting boundaries in my relationships because I'm so self-sufficient already. So when I come to my relationships, I come to them in a place of I'm already filled up. So this relationship has to be an extension of my already existing peace. And I just think that's just so beautiful and such a good concept such a good you know lesson to grasp and yeah that's just where I've been so I'm so sorry if I just was not able to get to you guys February so much was happening within February also pertaining to my family there has just been a lot of conflicts in my family and I had to completely completely like distance myself from my family because there were just so many conflicts and I could just no longer deal with it I could no longer take it I was trying to once again get close to them and once again um create bonds with them and as you guys know I did cut them off when I first moved out my mom's house but then I eventually try to come back around and work things out but it just did not work out and there was just conflicts and dramas and so many things that I had found out that was just way way too much and I just realized okay 
this family just does not serve me in my highest good. And I just need to accept that. And I just need to just come to terms with that. And so I completely like distance myself from my family just for my sake and my peace. Just nowadays, I am so, so crazy about my peace. I do not play about it. And so that also happened. But now March roll around and I'm settled in and I feel good. <laughs> and so, yeah, I want to release a podcast episode. So thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for listening to my long little ramble and my entire update. I love you guys so much. Make sure that you leave your reviews on my Apple and my Spotify, my Apple girls. Please get me up to 100 reviews. I have a surprise for you guys. I'm going to write it down in my description. I'm going to do something if you guys get me to 100 reviews. Please, that's the goal, 100 reviews for my Apple. Spotify girls, you're doing good. Be consistent. Keep going. I love you guys so much. Let's go ahead and drop into this podcast episode. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. As women, our greatest treasure is our peace. This is why our peace is always under attack. It is because a woman's peace ensures her freedom. And what is hated the most is a free woman. Three of the most hated women is a woman who think outside of limitations, a woman who can leave and move forward with grace, and a woman who understands her deep value. A peaceful, peace-filled woman is a free woman. It makes perfect sense why a woman's peace is always robbed from her, whether it's from a deadening job, a codependent attachment, the past, old lovers, current lovers, horrible friends, or a bad environment. Something always seems to pull at the woman's peace because that is her treasure. And this treasure, once obtained, can give life and fuel to whatever and whoever holds it. This is why it's important women become fierce about their peace and protect this treasure because it gives life. Without it, you have none. If women can sit down with this realization, we will see a lot more women fighting for their peace instead of people and things. Instead of fighting for this and that, women will have this deep desire to fight for their peace because that is where the fight needs to be towards. Our fighting energy needs to be for our peace, not for relationships, not for this thing to stay. It is for our peace. Whenever we are fighting, it needs to be for a cause and that cause is your peace. How many women go through life being robbed in daylight and instead of protecting themselves from this thief, they stand in plain sight for this thief. This is a woman who do not understand the value of her treasure. And the sad thing is it usually takes a woman having to get robbed time and time and time again until she realizes the rich treasure she once had. 
Now, when she runs back to get her piece, she is usually seen limping. A lot of women will cause themselves to limp for a lifetime if they don't take heed now. A limping woman is easy prey. A limping woman becomes an easy target. Although she can be walking towards restoration, she still has a target on her back. This target is anything wishing to rob her. So anything that disturbs you is a target to your peace. In the animal kingdom, a limping pig is easily spied out and targeted by predators. Some predators don't even go in for the kill until the prey is limping and weak. If you are seen limping, you can be ensuring your death. And if you hear my pages flipping, yes, that is my notes. So how does a limping woman protect herself? In the animal kingdom, when the prey is in danger, it will camouflage. How do camouflage look for women? It looks like a woman adapting to her environment, not revealing all of herself, becoming silent until she knows she is safe. When a woman's under attack, she must camouflage. Instead of revealing all of herself, this is how she plans her escape to go towards the peace she desires. So for example, when I was planning to leave my mother's home, was I revealing all of my plans and telling her A to Z, what was, what, where was I going and how I was going to do it? No, I camouflaged. I allowed myself a period of silence so I could form a plan that was personal and good for me. When you're in camouflage, you're able to see all other options. The reason why a lot of women get caught and they're disturbed is because they don't know how to camouflage themselves. A woman filled with peace understands the value of secrecy and quietness. She's okay with the silence and isn't threatened by the silence. Her silence is sacred and so is her conversation. So let's do a deep dive into camouflaging. During the period in which she camouflaged, she was able to analyze the behaviors of others. When you're quiet and when you are allowing yourself to just be the witness, you're able to see the behaviors of the people around you. You're able to learn your environment even more deeper. You're able to gather info and create new ideas. A woman who knows when and how to camouflage is a smart woman who protects her peace. You do not protect your peace always being out in the open to be seen. When you are planning your escape, you don't show yourself. You camouflage. You never show your ideas. You never show your plans and your hand too soon. You camouflage until the time is ripe. The peace-filled woman understands this and moves accordingly. A peace-filled woman knows her peace equals her life. And without her peace, she has no life. Whatever disturbs your peace must leave or you will ensure your death. When you begin to seek peace, you become okay with the sacrifices you must make in order to be okay. Me moving out of my roommate's unit and me cutting off my mom and distancing myself from my family was something I had to be okay with in order to move towards the peace I desired. 
It's been a dream of mine to be a homemaker. I love the art of homemaking. I love the art of having this beautiful home, like my grandmother's home. I always reference her home whenever I describe a nice, cozy home because hers in the countryside and it's just so cozy and warm. And my studio apartment also has that same feel. It's cozy. It's warm. I have the energy to cook. I just made some banana pudding. And I absolutely love this chapter I am in, in which my life is silent. It's silent. I don't have no one who is doing anything behind my back. I don't have people here or there. I don't have this thing disturbing me. I feel genuinely at peace. There's so much silence in my life. I do not wish to be disturbed. And that is something that is resonating with me in this period of my life in which I don't wish to be disturbed. I don't wish for chaos because I've dealt with much chaos in the past. And now I'm at this point where I just don't wish for it. I just don't want it. If something works out, I'm okay. If it doesn't, that's fine. If I win, yay. If I lose, okay. As a peace-filled woman, you have to be okay and comfortable with all faucets of life. You have to be okay with all nuances of life. You have to be okay with all the different aspects of life. Go back to my podcast, The Interior Woman, The Dual Nature of Women. A woman who's at peace understands the, the power behind being okay with all faucets of life. Her peace does not lie in just one faucet, but rather it doesn't waver or move at all. So for example, right, when I begin to get more in tuned with myself and also closer to the peace that I was desiring, I began to become okay with all these different aspects of my life. And my, I didn't lie all of my eggs in one basket. So if this didn't go right, I was okay with that. I became okay with all the different options in my life. I'm completely fine with who I am and who I'll become and who I once was. My joy is unlimited. A lot of us have limited joy. I am only happy if this works out for me. I am only happy if that doesn't work out for me. The thing about it is you have to have unlimited joy in which even in sadness, you still have peace within. So I end up cutting it out because a loud motorcycle with music was coming through. But that's how it's saying a woman who hasn't found her peace attaches herself to only one faucet of life. She must have this thing or this person or else she isn't content. She begins to accept this very linear way of life. And when she experiences sadness or anger, she becomes very overwhelmed by it. And it's because a home where there is no peace is a home easily broken into. A home of peace cannot be easily broken into even in sadness, upset, anger, confusion. She's still able to have a grounding amidst the chaos and darkness because going back to my point, 
a peaceful woman cannot be moved or swayed. And she also understands that life is filled with nuances and it's about accepting those nuances and moving through it. And so in February, and I was dealing with low mood, anger and chaos and sadness because I had so much going on in February. I had realized how I still loved myself through it. There was a different way of how how I approached my emotions and there was a different way of how I stood amidst that chaos. And it came from the fact that, oh, I love myself. This is why I'm not moved. This is why I'm not being swayed because I love myself. And when there's a home filled with love and peace, that home cannot be easily broken into. Homes that are easily broken into are homes that never had peace inside of it in the first place. (laughs) So that's why it's easy to break into it and, you know, mess it all up and mess the foundation up because there's already no love. There's already confusion existing within that home. So any situation is just going to highlight what's already living and dwelling within that home. And that is something, a concept that you have to be able to grasp. When you're at peace, you simply, you simply is, you know, that's just where you are and you're established within that. And so no matter what happens within life, nothing is going to move or sway you. Like a relationship that already has peace within it, nothing will move or sway that relationship. There's no person that can move or sway that relationship because the relationship already has peace within it. It already has love within it. A relationship that does not have peace within it, that does not have love within it, it's easily broken into. Anyone can come in between that, right? So just to add a little something in something, you know, in between that, when you when you hear a guy say, Oh, I don't want to post us because I don't want people coming coming in between our relationship. I want to keep it private. No, he's just insecure in his relationship security. He's insecure in the fact that the relationship already has no peace within it. So it's easily broken into. So he's not going to post you. He's not going to do anything pertaining to the, to the relationship because he's already insecure. And he knows that, oh, there is no peace within this already and so this small little thing happened it can easily break us up it can easily mess up our home however a home that has peace a relationship with peace no matter what happens in the outside world is not going to move or sway you and that takes a level in the layer of security in which you're able to say i'm going to always be firm in what is true for me I know what is natural and what is real for me. And I am going to exist within that. Your greatest win in life and your greatest victory will not be money. It isn't a fancy home. It isn't a brand new car. It isn't a makeover. It isn't a relationship. It isn't a career. It isn't none of that, okay? Your greatest win in life is you being at peace with yourself. That is the greatest win. When you have a peace and a love within yourself, you're going to win. (laughs) Everything begins to come together. And I don't want this podcast episode to um, conflict with the realities of so many people who, you know, are struggling with this because 
of course, it's not easy to be at peace, especially with everything happening today. You have inflation, you have rising rent, you have student loans, you have black women and men still facing discrimination. We have war in Palestine. We have war in Congo. We have lack of gun control. So I don't want this podcast episode to take away from the realities so many of us are facing because we are living in one of the biggest mental health crises where the average person is suffering mentally. And we are also living in environmental crisis where the earth is being destroyed. So the thing about it is, and I'm saying being at peace, I just don't want to, I, I don't want that to conflict with the reality so many people are living in because I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm being just tone deaf and I'm just ignoring the issues around the world because I am very aware and I want to take time to bring attention to all those things. We are living in the most spiritually disconnected time periods where so much is happening and you still have to work, you still have to go to school and you don't have time to grieve the world you see being mistreated. The average person around you cannot afford groceries. The the average person around you is struggling to pay their rent, is struggling to pay for normal everyday items. The average person around you is emotionally and mentally and physically being exhausted every single day because the climate we're living under is not serving us at all. And so that loss of peace so many of us struggle with comes from a lack of time and space to feel righteously angry and sad and confused. You don't have time to feel righteously angry or sad or ask these questions and get answers to them because you're busy having to work. You're busy having to go to school. You know, you're busy having to still carry on with life, even with everything happening around you. There's wars going on. There's genocides going on. There's people um, having their families being stripped away from them. Slavery is not over. Slavery is still happening. And every single day you're having to look at these things. You're having to witness the world around you collapsing and you're still having to work. And so you don't have time to be at peace and it's hard to be at peace because you don't have space to be righteously angry, right? We don't have that space. And you can't fully direct your attention to the areas of life you really want to pay attention to because you got to work or assignments are due. So that lack of peace comes from exhaustion, right? A lot of us are exhausted. A lot of us are tired. And this exhaustion has to be felt, even if it's just five minutes, 20 minutes. You have to take time to sit with that exhaustion because honestly, the root of it all is we're exhausted. We're having to see all these mistreated people, these mis these mistreated communities. We're having to see um, the world being mistreated, the earth. And you're exhausted. You're exhausted. So anytime you have just a little bit of space, even just five minutes before work, it's 20 minutes before work. If it's just your lunch break, Take time to breathe. Take time to breathe. Anchor in those small moments of peace in any space that you have. Because a lot of people ask me, um, how, do I, how, how do I have a morning routine? However, I have to work so I don't have time to do this entire morning routine that really gets me up. And the truth is that's that's the reality of so many of us. That's okay, right? You're not abnormal because you're, you don't have 
five hours within your morning, that's okay, right? Even if you have just 30 minutes, anchor in small moments of peace. For example, right? In between your lunch break, something that I love doing is going outside and just taking a nice walk around the city and just breathing in. And that just helps me a lot, which is anchoring in peace. So when I go back to work, okay, I'm grounded, right? I don't have to have three hours or four hours or five hours to feel completely relaxed. I can bring that in in just five minutes. And so it's learning how to take advantage of the time that you have. Even in just five minutes, learning how to, okay, what can I do in these five minutes that will really help me to ground and be relaxed? No, I probably, it won't look like a, a Pinterest mood board morning routine, but it still will help me a lot and serve me in my highest good. And if this is just the period that I'm in in life, then that's okay. I can work in this period of my life and also while also moving towards my desired period, right? So when I was living with roommates, was that my desired period where I was doing these five hour morning routines? No, because I had roommates who were also living their lives throughout the apartment space. And so what I did was I learned how to work around it. I learned how to, okay, navigate around it as this is just my reality for right now. And then the more that I worked around it, I was still working towards my desired space. And so now I have my entire studio apartment to myself where I have space and all my time to myself, do whatever I want. And so it's learning how to just, again, going back a full circle moment is being okay with all nuances of life and working around all nuances of life, being okay with this chapter, with how this look, with how that look and learning how to work around it, right? It's not completely dismissing your reality, but it's learning how to say, okay, this is my reality. There has to be an acceptance and then working towards your desired reality. A lot of people who are in student loan debt and they have anxiety and they're really anxious and they're really depressed about it. Understand that, okay, listen, that's what it is. You have to learn how to accept that this is your reality now. And so what are you going to do now that this is your reality? And so it's being okay with all nuances of life. And to add in this, you don't have to be okay with all nuances and aspects of your life, right? I'm a woman who's in an abusive relationship, do not have to be okay with that aspect of her life. A person living in a dysfunctional, toxic household do not have to be okay with that aspect of their lives. However, there has to be an acceptance that this is the reality right now. And with acceptance, you're able to put yourself in a newer mind frame that will help you to move forward. So when I say accept something, nowhere am I saying to be okay with something, right? So it's also having that discernment. You don't have to be okay with this aspect of your life. You don't have to be okay with this aspect of your life. But with an acceptance that this is reality, you can now work towards a newer goal. You can now work towards a newer reality. So I just want to differentiate between the two because I don't want people thinking that me saying accept something means to like it. And I tell my one-on-one -on -one clients all the time, who especially those who are coming out of a breakup, I tell them, you learning to accept something does not have to equate you liking it, Right. Me accepting something for what it is does not mean that I like it. However, 
my acceptance is coming from the fact that I want peace. So I'm going to accept it, right? For example, my family. I I don't like the fact that I don't have a good relationship with my family, that I can't be in relations with them. But I accept that. I accept them for who they are. Although I don't like it, I accept it. Because in the end of the day, I want peace. And I want to be able to go home and lay my head on my pillow and be okay and be able to sleep peacefully. You cannot do that if you're still busy trying to um, not accept something for what it is. With acceptance comes a peace. And then you can now work towards a newer reality. So I want to add that in. And then the more we discuss peace, we must also learn how to cultivate it within our relationships. Your connections should add peace. A man who truly loves his woman and understands the value of peace does not require anything from his woman. I'm going to say that again. A man who truly loves his woman and understands the value of peace does not require anything from his woman except for her to be filled with it. So for many of us who have faced betrayal, who have faced trauma from these men, who have faced um, being unsafe around these men, right? Who have faced cheating. All those things are examples of men who are not filled with peace within themselves. So they don't want that for you as, as well. Because they're not at peace, they don't know how that looks like. And so these men, you cannot build safety with. However, a man who is already filled with it, he wants nothing but peace for his woman. He isn't asking her to pay bills, to do this, to do that, to be here and be there. I know like a lot of women are like, why don't, why? I, I, I got that question once. Like, you know, do you believe that women should help in paying bills? And I explained this more on my financial podcast episode, but I am against that. I am highly against that. <laughs> Call me Shira Seven or whatever, but I am highly against that. No, um, I believe when it comes down to a healthy relationship, the relationships that I've seen that are very healthy the man is usually over the finances and the woman, she's more of the spiritual caregiver. She is emotionally providing, but when it comes down to the financial level, I always put that on the man. A man who wants you to be at peace is not going to be asking you to pay all these bills. He's not going to be wanting you to pay for a house, to pay the mortgage, to pay the... He's not going to do that, even paying the rent. A man who truly loves his woman and care for, for her peace, he wants to provide for her financially. Maybe it's the Virgo in me, the Capricorn rising in me that is very big on that, but I am. I am just so big on when it comes down to a relationship financially, you should be at ease as the woman. You should be at ease when it comes down to the finances. And the only thing that you should be doing is just spiritually providing, spiritually being there for him. However, when it comes down to the finances, leave that up to him. And so even he understands as a good man that when she's at peace, when she's comforted, when she's grounded, that grounds the relationship, right? So when she's doing her thing and when she's okay, that puts the relationship in a really good place. A woman who is not at peace in her relationship is not going to be 
bring is not going to ground the relationship. That's going to throw the entire relationship out of whack because she's not at peace. And so he understands that. So his his job is going to be wanting to establish her within that comfort. A good man does not wish to rob you of peace, only add to it. During pregnancy, he allows you to rest. While you nurse the children, he's aiding and he's supporting. He's not that father who is with his homeboys and you're breastfeeding the children and you're, no, he's aiding, he's supporting, he's asking, what can I be doing while you're in this vulnerable place? He wants to aid and support. So it's not like he has to and he's dreading it. No, it is his deepest desire to aid and support you. He supplies a home and you craft it with love. He works and with the money he makes, he gives you comfort, right? And so a lot of times, you know, you've probably seen mothers who had to work while he relaxed on the couch and he did, he did this and that. That was not normal for you to see. A man should always be in a position to provide for his woman. And as his woman, you supply him with love. You give him spiritual and emotional guidance. Not saying that he can't do that as well, but you get the gist of it. And your job is to just be at peace. That is your job as a woman, to just be at peace, to be comforted. So many of us have seen our mothers, our friends, our grandmothers, our aunts have to work and be robbed. And we normalize as a culture women being robbed, robbed by our fathers, our grandfathers. And it is saddening for a daughter to witness her own mother's dismantling because as she watches on, she is dismantled in the process. This is why mothers must be fierce about the men they create homes with. Ask. Does this man add to my peace or do he take from it? And this goes the same for friendships. Does your friends bring you peace and add to your joy? Are they finding their own sense of joy or are, are they robbing you? So when I'm talking about relationships, this is not even just romance. Even your family, your family should be extensions of your peace. <laughs> your friends, your romantic partner should be extensions of peace peace when it gets to that point where they are disturbing you they are making life miserable for you they are making your life hell they, they got you questioning your worth that is people who are robbing you you're being robbed you're being robbed and these people are thieves so the man who betrayed your trust and he cheated on you with 15 other women was a thief he was a thief who robbed you of peace your family that continues to discard you, to ignore you, to emotionally abuse you are thieves. Those friends who do not include you in the plans, who have you feeling insecure about the friendship are thieves. These are all people who are robbing you of joy, who are robbing you of peace. And by you continuing to be in their space, you are allowing yourself to be robbed. And you are turning yourself into a thief that will eventually will eventually turn into, the, into a, a fact of you robbing yourself, right? So the more you hang around these thieves, the more you will become one against your own self, to make that make sense. <laughs> a lot of us choose friends out of desperation. We stay out of desperation. We lack boundaries because we're desperate for anything, 
when we are coming from this place of being filled up with peace, we are okay with patiently waiting for our true friends and leaving what is necessary. Your friendships, your relationships should be extensions of peace and they should symbolize the different journeys and pathways to peace. I'm going to say that again. Your friendships should symbolize the different pathways to peace. Your romantic partners should symbolize your different pathways and journeys to peace. Your family should symbolize your pathway to peace. And the great example that I love to mention is Hitomi. I love Hitomi. She brings me so much joy. And I love how she describes her sisterhoods. I love how she describes her friendships. And she often describes her friends as miracles of love and how although they are on their different pathways, they can still show up for each other beautifully. This is what it means to be extensions of peace for one another. This is what it means to be in full healthy unions and you don't feel bad or like, you know, you're being left out of anything. So anytime someone like, okay, what is a visual representation of how a friendship, a good, healthy friendship look? I always mention Hitomi's friendship group. I think that she has done a great job at showcasing how beautiful, and I think, it, I think that's very commendable of her because nowadays it's really hard to see healthy divine unions, especially within women friendships. And so for he told me to put out those visual representations, I think that is just beautiful. So anyone who just wants that visual representation, I will tag her in my description. She shows it all about what it means to be in unions with women who are divine who are already built within themselves. So when they come together, they create this big ball of peace. And do not feel bad if you have not found these friendship groups, if you are not in the sisterhood yet, because realistically, so many of us have to work. So many of us have to go to school. So many of us are having to do things in our day-to-day life in which you just cannot find time to make and find friends. So I don't want this to be like a podcast episode where I'm just thinking like not realistically right I am being very realistic and I want to be very practical with my viewpoints the thing is if you cannot find these friendships don't feel bad don't feel like you're failing in life at all a lot of these influencers who you see a lot of people who you see with all these massive friends they usually do not have a job they usually are not in school so they're able to travel free freely and find people around the world so do not feel bad and do know at your divine time when it's your time you will find these friends but for right now focus in on what brings you peace personally and so I just want to mention that you should not desire to be disturbed. There's not one thing or person who is worth disturbance. When you have freedom and when you are free from someone relax in that freedom so much you do, you no longer wish to be disturbed it is good to have space to think and create i think so much of the issue is getting used to not being disturbed growing up i experienced many traumatic events within my home which made me used to chaos and when there wasn't chaos i would anticipate it and it also comes from the fact that i would always attach myself to these stories and get my purposely put myself in situations that reaffirm those stories. Okay, so for example, 
if I were to stay in my roommate situation, I will only be reaffirming the stories I once held living with my parents. And that would reaffirm that, okay, yeah, home is not a safe place. People can be like this. This can happen. That can happen. And then what happen is I will direct myself into relationships, into environments that just wasn't a safe place. However, with me and my studio apartment where I'm living completely on my own, I am creating a new story. And that is the story I want to use as the proof that peace does exist. This is the story that I will lead with. This is the story that will lead me into good relationships, good environments, into good places, even more loving homes. So it's about rebuilding the stories that you once told yourself. Because a lot of times the reason why you, why you keep finding yourself in certain situations where there is no peace is because somewhere in between you keep telling yourself a story. You keep reaffirming certain stories that need to be let go so new stories can be used as the proof that something else exists. So this story of me living in my own studio apartment, me having a beautiful view, having my own things, my own space, this is the proof that a peaceful home, a comforting home, a loving home does exist. So now this story is able to replace all those old stories that I once cling to. Those old stories are no longer made space for in my life now. No longer, because this new story reaffirms to me that it is possible. It is true. So a lot of times, it's about which story am I telling myself and I keep reaffirming to myself. What story is that? It's also about learning how to grasp your reality and meeting yourself in that space. Doing whatever you can. The key word is can. The thing here is not exhausting yourself and overwhelming yourself. There is peace in doing what you can. A lot of times we get this anxiety because we keep trying to go over ourselves. <laughs> we keep trying to um, see the limits. And sometimes the peace comes in where you are just eight, where you're just okay with doing what you can. This is what I have now. This is my reality. These are the tools within my reality and I'm okay with that. I'm doing what I can do. I'm not overwhelming myself. I'm not trying to overexert myself. I am doing what I can. And when I get newer tools, I will appreciate that as well. But for now, I appreciate what I have and I appreciate my reality as it is. Of course, for those who are in toxic, toxic situations, you don't have to be okay with your reality. So that's not for y'all. But those who I'm talking to, it's okay to be able to say, this is my reality and these are the tools within my reality. Meet yourself in the places where you are. Meet yourself there. The thing that causes anxiety is trying to always meet yourself in places you just aren't at at. You, you just aren't at yet. <laughs> Do not wish to be disturbed. It all comes back down to that. Not wishing to have your peace robbed from you. 
if you're going to fight for anything in this lifetime, fight for your peace. Do not fight for material things. Fight for what brings peace. Because there's nothing there. There's nothing worse than living a life where you are consistently disturbed. You wake up and you're disturbed. You go to sleep and you're disturbed. You want to be able to wake up and there is nothing in front of you, behind you, trying to come at you. So when you find yourself in a place where you're like, okay, there's just so much going on. Where can you start the elimination process? Where can we start with the eliminations? Something needs to be eliminated. Something needs to be needs to be gone. But the more that you stay in those spaces in which you are consistently disturbed, the more you're just going to lead a life you're just not happy with. And I see it all the time. All of what I'm discussing is the art of being content and having this beautiful stillness in your becoming. The breakups, the makeups, your naturalness, your emotions, and your personal stories. If you don't wish to be disturbed, be filled with it all. I told my clients this once. As homemakers, every single day we are building a home for our soul to dwell in. And it's completely up to us how this home look like and who we invite into it. Peace keeps our home together and is the foundation. You must go through life continuously re-inviting peace over and over and over again to become so familiar to you. Release chaos and invite the peace your heart has been longing for and your soul craves. The chaos may be in your finances. It may be in your job. It may be in your relationship. It may be in that breakup. It may be in your home. Wherever that chaos may be, however it looks like to you, begin uprooting it and plant the seeds of peace. Your becoming is so sacred and so fiercely personal. It all belongs to you. And that is the most beautiful thing about your becoming. It doesn't belong to anybody but you. Own all of it. So therefore, you can hold this treasure. Do not lose your treasure over pointless wants, expectations, and people because your treasure does not compare. If you do it, do it for you. If the goals you set do not bring you peace, release them and same goals for the lifestyle that you choose to lead. So if the lifestyle that you are leading, if the diet that you are that you are consuming is not bringing you peace, release it. I know a change I've made recently has been in my diet. I was not liking my diet at all because I was consuming so much meat, so much chicken. And it was making me like it was it was making me use the bathroom a lot. It was making me um, more anxious. And I had realized that it's coming from my diet. And so something that I had to do to anchor in peace and reinvite peace into my life, because, again, it's about reinviting it over and over again until you're there. Something I had to do was change my diet and change the way that I eat. So now my fridge and my cabinets are filled with fruits and vegetables. I even have a fruit basket 
on my kitchen counter just so when I'm at nighttime and I get like really hungry because me, I get really, really hungry at night. I have my fruit basket here. So when I need a snack, I just go get a fruit out of my fruit basket. And so I have changed my diet to more fruits and more vegetables. And nowadays when I cook meats like pot roast, I make sure to add my vegetables, my potatoes, and I make sure to incorporate my vegetables and my fruits into my diet. Even in the mornings, I try to eat something for breakfast. So my breakfast nowadays have been yogurt and strawberries. And that has been really well, going really well with my diet. And so it's about analyzing those parts of your life that can just need, that needs a little bit more routine, that needs more maintenance. And it's about just re-inviting it over and over and over again and understanding that this is your becoming. And also to add on to that, it's about finding out where you first lost your peace. So going back in time and looking at what first dismantled me, where did I lose my peace? Where was that moment and where this is the first where I felt so disturbed? And for me, it was in my home. I was bullied a lot in school for my voice, for my opinions, for the things that I believed in overall, just myself. I was bullied in my home. Um, and everywhere that I went, I always felt like an outcast. I always felt like this experiment going wrong. I always felt like I was just this person that nobody could understand. And it primarily happened with just, just within my home. And so for me, me reestablishing peace looks like me once again, rebuilding a home like I am right now, homemaking, cooking, um, reinviting comfort feelings, reinviting love into my place, lighting candles, decorating. It's me rebuilding the home that I always wished for. So in this period of my life where I am not around people, I am now living on my own. It's completely silent in my life. And I can look at my relationships and honestly say that I have I have went through so many death cycles within my relationships. I don't really speak to my family as much as I did because I had just realized how they were disturbing lots of my peace. And so it's about just understanding, okay, this is where I had first lost it. And so this means that I need to rebuild here. Your trauma is actually the map showing you where it first started. And when you can work from that place, you can move towards the joy that you've been longing for. And so also I've lost my peace in my relationships. In my relationships with women, I was always outcasted. I never really had like a um, a genuine, real, um, conscious, awakened women friendship group, right? And the women that I've experienced so many friendships with were women who were just not awakened. They were not uh, partaking in healthy lifestyles. And a lot of women in my past who I've dealt with were very quick to betray me. I've dealt with so many betrayals in my women friendships and also my relationships with men. I've dealt with cheating. I've dealt with men lying to me. I've dealt with um, being, I, I was also physically abused. I was emotionally abused. I was mentally abused. I was sexually abused in a lot of my relationships. And so when I think of my peace and where I lost it, I look at my relationships as well. 
And so I realized that, okay, so I need to start here with rebuilding peace. So that means me looking at where I lost it and then going, okay, so this means I need to build a relationship with spirit first. Let me build a relationship with spirit. And so this relationship with spirit can point me to my future relationships that are safe and loving and good. And so right now I'm in this time period of my life where I have come, I have cut almost everybody off. <laughs> I have cut everybody off. And now I am here with just spirit. It is silent. And I am just here. And I know the next step will be loving, beautiful unions because I am walking in relationship with my spirit. Not with people, not with this person, not with this person, but with spirit first. And so spirit has isolated me so I can be navigated into the connections I've always wanted my entire life. And um, I'll tell you a personal story. I went to a psychic medium a few weeks ago because I have made a routine to get readings. And he was such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful reader. And he was very well informed on so many spiritualities. And he had gave me a reading and he had said, your 20s is about you learning and growing. That is what your 20s is about. And he had told me how... Um, a lot of your peace will come from the fact that your early 20s is just about learning how to grow, taking in all these experiences as growth, as proof of growth. And he has said that is where your peace is going to come from. And then he reaffirmed to me how you're working in purpose and I'm seeing how this, what you're doing is your purpose work. You are in service. And I thought that was just so beautiful. And he told me so many other information, but I won't get into that because it's very, very personal and sacred. But he did just reaffirm to me how this is where your peace is going to come from. He said, you know, allow these death cycles to happen within so many of your relationships and allow these death cycles to happen within the homes that you once lived in. And this was before I even moved out to my studio apartment. And he had said, there's going to be a death cycle here, but it's going to anchor you into the wishes that you always wanted. It's going to anchor you into deep fulfillment. And so to be here in this place now, I feel good. And I feel still. And so I've learned how your traumas can actually show you where you need to begin the work. And I've come to this place where I, I don't wish to be disturbed. And I am at a point in my life where I feel free. I feel like I am on this path to freedom. And when I say freedom, you know, I mean, I want to be liberated from all of my fears. I want to be liberated from all those insecurities, from all those old stories I once told myself. And I feel like I'm at a point now where I am I am liberated and I'm liberating myself. As I sit here right now talking to you, I just look around my room and I just see liberation. You know, like this is what I've worked for. This is all that I prayed for. And it's the beautiful knowing and all these prayers carry you. I prayed for peace. I used to pray for times in which I can just sit down and breathe and there's no one after me. And to be in that place in time, it really just put so much joy into my heart. And um, I had read my birth chart the other day and I had really, really, like, really thoroughly read it. And I just saw how all the puzzles and all the pieces were just coming together. And 
It's just this really beautiful knowing, right? When you just accept, I accept everything for what it is. And it almost makes me so emotional. I could cry about it because there was a time in my life where my I always lived in chaos. I was living in heaviness. And now, even if those come up for me, I love myself so deeply, I can anchor through it. And that is where I want to be, where no matter what happened, I can be here. I can be here, right? And so it's just a really, really beautiful feeling where you just no longer wish to be disturbed. You know, you have got, like, you've been robbed, you've been taken from, and you just get to this place where you're like, you know what? I'm done dealing with it. I don't want to deal with people always bothering me and telling me who I am and what they think I should do. I want to be in this place where I'm just okay and content. And that is the essence of just loving your becoming. And of course, I'm 20 years old. So we're just getting started really on this path to knowing who I am. But it's it's good to know that I'm at a great start. And no matter what age you are, there's no there's no too late and too early on doing this work on finding your peace because again it's about reinviting that peace over and over and over again, reinviting that peace into your finances, realizing okay, where can I do more work here? Where can I be doing more work in my home? If I don't have a good relationship with my kids, how can I reinvite this piece with establishing connections with my kids, with my husband, with my wife. It's about just understanding where you can be reinviting and directing more peace into. And for me, for so much of my life up to this point right now, it was my relationships in home. That was the two highlights of where I can reinvite peace. And I have accomplished that. I have reinvited peace in my relationships. I'm I'm now here in a place in my life where I don't really have that many relationships because I have distanced myself from almost everybody and I have a beautiful home that I can rest in. And so I'm just here and I can breathe and I feel free. And freedom is what you should always be wanting to, you know, be around. It's it's freedom. It's freedom what you want. It is freedom what your heart wants. It is freedom what your soul is craving move towards that freedom in the best way that you know how and create that space where you can breathe and create that space where you can feel loved in because it is your birthright to feel loved it is your birthright to feel joyful it is your birthright to have light and i think it's so funny too because in my podcast episode my update podcast episode i had talked about how I feel like I'm in this time period of my life where the light just can't help but to pour in. And I have this huge, and there's like huge windows around me with just light pouring in. I had to in my update podcast episode. And literally <laughs> right now, my home has like this big, huge window with the view outside with nothing but light pouring in. It just can't help but to pour in. I think, I think that's just such a beautiful correlation. So yeah, I'm just seeing how there are so many full circle moments happening within my life right now. And there's so many full circle moments happening within my spirituality and just my growth overall. And I can honestly say that I'm in a really, really good place. And I have come to accept everything for what it is. I've come to accept my relationships, my past relationships, who people are. Um, I've come to accept it all. I come to accept the reality of a lot of things. And 
because I accept the reality of so many people and so many things, I no longer wish for things to be different. I just accept it. And from that acceptance, it puts me at peace with who I am and where I'm going. And I wish that same peace and blessings and love to you. So <laughs> I think of something else to say. All right. I think that I'm done. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening in. Thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. The first podcast episode after a month long break. I've missed you guys so, so much. So yeah, I'll see you guys next podcast episode. Make sure to leave those reviews. And yeah, I'll see you guys soon.